Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future Part 2, one head hitting minute at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez in the news. And I'm Zach Luna, who once met Ron Swanson and talked about wood chisels with him. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> That's pretty hardcore. Um, so today we are going back to minute 15, which starts with Marty asking, what's that supposed to mean? And ends with Griff shouting, what the hell am I paying you for? <laughs> to his grandfather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's a sweet kid, really. He really is. <laughs> you know, the word schadenfreude gets brought up a lot. <laughs> so so the first time that Biff knocks uh Marty on the head with his with his knuckle cane um Marty cane. has this look on his face like don't make me hit you old man <laughs> <laughs> which is like look Biff I've been dealing with your stuff for like kind of decades yeah. <laughs> And the greatest part of it is, is that Biff has never known that he's been dealing with the same person. Like Marty, <laughs> like three different kinds of Biff, but like Biff, to Biff, Biff is just some shitty kid from 1985 that barely knows. Right. It's like, like little does he know that he is he has he has danced through oceans of time and space with this one being locked in this like key. rivalry of ages. Keep wrecking his life over and over and over again. It's again the, and again and again. again. And we're all dead. And we're all dead again and again and again. See why well, this time we're like two minutes in, and Nick brought the Spider-Man references, so it's fine. Yeah. Uh, I the the thing he must just assume in the recess of his his old mind because he's got to be how old is Biff at this point? He's what eighty something in in his seventies? Was it thirty plus? Uh, so he's 17, 18 and 55. So that makes him 48 in 85, which makes him 78, 78. So he's almost 80 years old. And Marty is just like seriously considering just whooping his ass. Just like right here in the middle of cafe eighties. No, weirdly still younger than Harry Dean Stanton. Somehow. Wow. That man is going to outlive us all. Probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, mm. So this is where uh, Biff very happily breaks the news to who he believes to be Marty Jr. that his old man's a loser. And he's just <laughs> he's so pleased with delivering this news <laughs> as if Marty Jr. hasn't been living with this for his entire life. <laughs> Maybe it's like every Thursday Biff just comes down to Cafe 80s hoping that <laughs> Marty Jr. is there so he can remind him. Of what right. I screw up his dad. <laughs> I like I, my favorite thing about about Biff so far is the camera reveals him. He's been in that booth for like God knows how long. <laughs> He's just you know he loves eating the milk and sushi combo. Yeah. So and, uh, so I, I, I have a question because now that we because you know we we meet Griff Tannen in this minute you know also indelibly played by Tom Elfelson and uh-huh. so that means that at some point in this timeline that. Biff bread. Yeah. The, okay. So there, there are two versions of this. Okay. This situation. Sweet. So, so, uh, neither situation is canon. So we don't actually like in the canon of back to the future. We don't actually know 
uh, who his kid is. But mm. uh, in in uh, the cartoon, he had Biff Jr. And Biff Jr. actually owns Cafe 80s. Whoa. And yeah. is it just like another Biff? I mean, is there anything like special about him in the cartoon? Not that I know of. No, it's, I think it's just another Biff. No. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, someone who went to it's someone who went to high school. Well, who did with he bully? Marty. Biff 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 Jr. Biff Jr. Yeah, oh, Biff, Biff Jr. would bully Marty Marty Prime, the real right. Marty. Yeah. Right. Cuz cuz they would have been in high school around the same Weird. time. Weird. Wait, wait, there's a Biff that's Marty's age that we just never meet. Well, that's the thing. That that's the thing. They they're, they're there's a question of canosity with uh, the, with the animated series, so right. we don't actually know that. The other version is that there is a that Biff has a daughter um, who was going to be in the video game, but was cut out for time. Named and Biff. She was named she was Jennifer. Going to, no, she okay. was going to be Jennifer's bully. Oh, <laughs> girls don't have bully Scott. <laughs> she was gonna be like she was like a punk like bully. A punk oh, that's bully. awesome. Is it weird that yeah. when you said punk bully, the first visual in my head was that girl from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street three that we all had crushes on? That's kind of what she looked like. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, dub dub. I'm I, 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 man. I'm bummed that they cut that out of the video game. Yeah, me too. She was kind of cool looking. I'll have to give you. I'll have to. I'll have to send you pictures. Can you imagine it. like Melissa McCarthy as like as like Biff's daughter? <laughs> Just like. <laughs> Oh my! Oh, Just man. like That's... cussing out Elizabeth Shue. Hey McFly! <laughs> hey Parker! Parker! <laughs> but instead of like, instead of playfully like, you know, tapping her knuckles on Jennifer's head, she's just like, like Wilson Fisk in prison and just slamming <laughs> Jennifer against like the tabletop, just grabbing her, her... shoulders, <laughs> bodily her throwing her around. Her name is her name is uh, Tiffany Tannen, and she goes by Tiff. That's perfect. Tiff. Oh, Tiff Tannen. Oh, that's yeah, wonderful. Tiff, in Tiff the, I hope when they, I hope when they reboot Back to the Future and everything outside of the movies becomes like legend. I hope, they, <laughs> I hope, I hope they keep Tiff because I really like that. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I, I love the idea that like Tiff Tannen or you know <laughs> Elseworlds Biff or whatever that they own this cafe eighties restaurant and <laughs> so Biff is what he's just eating for free at the yeah. at his. Kids establishment. He's like a, yeah, imagine him like being like a dark Arnold. <laughs> or like a dark pops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just We hate you, Biff. I don't care. Yeah. So apparently, uh so so yeah, so she was supposed to be in Back to the Future the game, the Telltale mm-hmm. game, specifically episode three. Mm. Um, but she was cut out and then merged because there is a Ugh. alternate universe in uh, portion of the game um in which uh jennifer it becomes like sort of the tiff character uh, oh whoa in this, interesting in this alternate universe I got um wow voiced voiced by claudia wells uh in the game interesting um, well what wow. controversial choice yeah and then uh <laughs> then what what uh, this other thing, though, that's interesting about her is that she is actually in Back to the Future, the card game, which just came out last year. Oh, really? Um, but in but in according to the card game, she is Biff's daughter in the Biff horrific timeline. Oh, okay, interesting. That's so. There's that's there's uh, there is a suggestion that she, he had like a first wife before Lorraine. 
mm-hmm. which I think they do go into more uh, in, in when we get to the biffhorrific uh, 1985 timeline in the movie. Yeah. yeah, I think they talk about Lorraine being like his third wife or something like that. I think um, mm, the Ivanka, but, right? But uh, <laughs> but but yeah. So she was she was uh, she was Biff's daughter in that timeline, according to the card game. But now, whether or not she exists in the other timeline, she she I mean, right there, if she doesn't exist in the other timeline, she is a perfect, perfect choice as the villain of our of our theoretical Back to the Future Part Four. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. Oh, in yeah. which in which a character whose existence depends on which timeline. Uh, which timeline Marty has like messed up. So if, messed if up. Marty is in his perfect timeline, this person just doesn't exist. And that's not like cool what with them. I'm not just not going to be real. Yeah. Screw you. Right. Okay. Yeah. So here's, here's my thing about Tiff Tannen. Okay. Yes. Okay. So yes, you know, we, you know, I said like Melissa McCarthy, you know, cause like the, you know, the, the first thing we went to was like, Oh, she's just like a female, you know, brute, you know? Yeah. Right. But this, like, the, the, the picture of her that they have, cause they have a drawing of her. Okay. Um, because she was in the card game. The drawing of her is uh, she's kind of – she's like a curvy kind of like – you know, like that curvy, like athletic, like, you know, sure. tall kind yeah. of Amazon yeah. kind of body style. Sure. So she's kind of like – she's kind of shaped like that. Um, and then she's got blonde hair that's put into a pompadour. Oh. Um, and then the the top of the pompadour is like a pinkish, like magenta red. Oh, my God. So like Rebel Wilson. She sounds- she sounds awesome. Yeah. Oh, like a Rebel Wilson hairstyle for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That sort of like defying gravity, high height bang mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. gonna say yeah. it'd be cool if like because when you when you said like oh she was Jennifer's bully, what if like instead of you know okay so like you know whereas like the male Biffs are sort of tanks, it'd be cool mm-hmm. if Tiff Tannen was more like a Blair Waldorf kind of like like a psychological bully. Like, oh, just yeah. In, like, whereas oh, yeah. like, you know, Biff would always threaten bodily harm. Tiff is like, I will I will wreck. I will destroy your life from like the inside. Yeah. Yeah. Or she's like yeah. one of the Heathers from Heathers or something. She like, is Heather. uh, I, I think yeah. that's definitely that's definitely cool. The The only problem with that is like psychological terror does not really fit in the Back to the Future. Otherwise, everybody should be already suffering from it all the time yeah. immensely. <laughs> Everything that's happened. I guess I'm I guess imagining like, like, the picture. You know, like Chanel from from Scream Queens is what I'm kind of. Yeah. I know that you guys watch Scream Queens, but. Nope. <laughs> season two. <laughs> Breakout comedy of twenty fifteen. If if yeah. nothing else, BTTF Minute will always give you lists of stuff you should watch outside for context because uh-huh. Nick goes for the deep <laughs> the deep references. He either goes for deep cuts or whatever happened to him in the last fifteen minutes. Those, those, are, <laughs> those are those are the two kinds of references that Nick makes. <laughs> 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 yeah, I just sent you guys a pic uh, a link to the picture of Tiff. Oh, cool! Yeah, right on. Um, let me click on it and end the recording. <laughs> don't don't do that. Oh, oh whoa! Is, yeah, she's not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Boots and shoulder pads for days. Yeah. You know what's interesting is um, I was the way you were uh, described. Like in, in my brain, I was imagining like Rebel Wilson, but looking at this image, it's more like um, like Ronda Rousey. I think or like 
Yeah. Oh, Ronda Rousey yeah. would be a great Tiff Tannen. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Oh, man. And I don't say that lightly because I hate it when like MMA fighters and wrestlers become actors because right. I don't think it's fair to actors. But let's be honest. Let's she be honest. Would, that she would... would nail this to the wall. Oh my God. And you know, and she's that. a solid, she's a solid um, performer, you know, like compared to, you know, like I, I really like Haywire, but like I think. It's kind of a bummer that Gina Carino like isn't like a better like actor, you know. Otherwise, yeah, like, she'd probably yeah. be in way more stuff. But like after watching, after watching like the Entourage movie and like, <laughs> like <laughs> Seven, and uh, yeah, she's, like, one of the Expendables, like she's a totally like capable like performer. You know what I mean? If yeah, yeah. It, within her narrow range, you could ab- absolutely sure, yeah. use her extremely well. Cause, yeah, yeah, because yeah. she has charisma. Whereas like yeah. Gina Carino doesn't have charisma. Yeah. Like you know, you wouldn't. So that, that did work for her. Yeah. yeah, that did work for Gina really well in Deadpool, though, because she was that like blank slate of a yeah, human being. She had no yeah. Lie. yeah, yeah, just <laughs> just yeah. staring. God, um, I remember when people were like, "Cast Gina Carino as Wonder Woman." I'm like, "Oh my god, what are you talking about? No. Are you insane?" <laughs> well, fan casting is such a weird phenomenon of like surface level. Uh, yeah. Uh, versions of like this is what makes a good actor is their physical it, resemblance. It's a world to where no one can yeah. get in shape. No one can get in shape and nobody can dye their hair and no. nobody could play against type. It's it's fascinating. Yeah, because uh, I remember when uh, I remember when like uh, is it is it Gal or Gail Godot? How do you say her first I, name? Gal, I say. I don't know. Gal Godot. Um, yeah, it's, it's, Ga- it's Gal Gadot. Well, Gal Gadot. Sure. Well, yeah. when Giselle from from the Fast and Furious saga, the greatest character. The, the reason the reason that I remember that it's Gal Gadot because uh, some podcast I listened to, I forget what it was, but they were like, it reminds me of that Muppet song because they're like. Da, 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 da. Gal Gadot. <laughs> Gal Gadot kind of sounds like a tower in Middle Earth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, fortress in Gal Gadot. I don't know how they did this actually. This like motion controlled shot where you can yeah, see. Yeah, this the is actually this is the first time that uh, they use this shot in the movie. But this was the same technology that they used in uh, Roger Rabbit. They invented it for oh. Roger Rabbit. Um, and, and it was, you know, like the motion control, like split screen sure. rig. Yeah. Uh, the, that, every, that was, every take is the exact same movement so they right. can splice it together. Yeah, exactly. So that was invented for Roger Rabbit, um, so that the animators could, uh, you know, draw Roger Rabbit into, mm-hmm. into scenes. Um, and then they were like, well, we already created this technology. Let's reuse it on, Back to the Future and do it for a split screen so actors can play multiple roles in the same shot. It'll be really impressive. Mm-hmm. And it then uh, Eddie Murphy built a career out of it. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, there you go. It's so <laughs> funny is- how you can you can start to see the embryo of like image movers digital start to like slowly form. Yeah. Yeah, the the literal evolution of the technology that you're just taking whatever exists already and molding it to a better purpose here. Even, even in 1989, he he knew all the way back then <clears throat> that Mars needed moms. <laughs> uh, so so Griff's uh, gang, Griff and Griff's gang, which we'll talk about Griff's gang uh, next week. But mm-hmm. um, Griff uh, comes in and says, uh, <laughs> "Hey, pops." Um, I thought I told you to wax my car. So I guess, I guess Biff hasn't retired yet at 78. At 78, yeah. Which seems accurate for modern 2015. (laughs) (laughs) So he hasn't retired yet. He still has the same auto detail business. 
and mm-hmm. he's waxing cars. And uh, Griff hired his grandfather to do this, and his grandfather didn't doesn't seem to have done it right, and is now. It's just it's funny that Biff is being bullied by his own grandson. Like, yeah, totally. If that's it's, not yeah. karma, like I don't I don't know what is. Well, you know what's funny is we you know the we talked some length in, back in volume one about like the 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 you know the Bobby G Bobby Z callback method of writing. Yeah, yeah, that, that's this entire movie. Is just oh yeah callbacks mm-hmm. to callbacks, yeah, for and, sure. And this is kind yeah, of the start he, of that because he says uh, I, I I was gonna I, I did the first coat and I was gonna do the second coat like tomorrow or something like that. He so, says yeah yeah. But, but what what weirds me out about this whole thing is he I, it sounds like he's still doing it by hand at seventy eight. And in this version of two thousand fifteen, I find it really hard to believe that there's not like an automatic controlled car detail technology yeah. of some kind like yeah just- and well and i also i also <clears throat> though uh wonder if it's not a jetson situation where mm. biff is lazy no matter what like when he does it himself he's going to try and get out of work like just because that's biff's nature is to see what yeah. he can get away with yeah and and even if it's an automated system he's still just going to be like i mean you know I really just wanted to push the yep. button once. <laughs> he just like <laughs> dipped BB-8 in turtle wax. And just, <laughs> had him like roll around the car. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I'm looking at his car. That would not be an easy thing to wax. No, no. no. All, there's lots of nooks and crannies. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. It I do love I do love the practicality of it just it just floats down probably on a jib arm of some kind, but it's it's feels so physically real when they just they're all partying and they hop out of it. So it just descends. So Scott They you, remind me of uh Biff's gang reminds me of the neutrinos from Ninja Turtles, the cartoon. <laughs> kind of, yeah. With the- <laughs> they, they kind of remind me of like uh, I mean obviously much more whimsical. They kind of always remind me of like the Dark Knight Returns gang. Like those guys. Oh yeah, little like yeah, a combination yeah, yeah. of those two things. I would say. <laughs> yeah, they're like the neutrinos meet the mutants from Dark Knight Returns, just without the filed down teeth and all. Right. Of it. Yeah, <laughs> really, the, like Cyclops visors. We got to appreciate I, uh, Zemeckis and Gale and like the the set designer and like the I'm, you know I'm sure that you know there were hundreds of designers that went into this and did invaluable yeah. nameless work, but um. I really appreciate that that you know Hill Valley 2015 isn't just like Blade Runner the way that literally everything else is like even to this yeah. day. And yeah. that was a that was a specific choice. Like they wanted to make that choice because in the 80s every like everything in the future. I mean the reason that they even did the sequel at all because because mm-hmm. Zemeckis the reason Zemeckis really didn't want to do the sequel is because he's like they're making a bunch of future stuff and it's all garbage like you got you know the garbage the garbage truck spaceship and alien and you've got yeah. Blade Runner and like Super Mario Ridley Brothers. Scott just Ridley Heavy Scott metal. just ruining the future left and right and yeah. and uh, and he was like I just don't have any interest in that and then I think. Gale or or Zemeckis both like just came up with the idea of like what if the future is a, is really positive and clean and and happy and bright and great um what if it's like this perfect version of the future uh and and so they they that's that's what got them excited to do the future thing because it's not cynical it's not a cynical yeah. view of the future it yeah. and yeah it's almost like even it's almost more realistic because there, you know, it isn't a dystopian wasteland, but it's also not perfect. 
Right. Kind of yeah, like it is lived act- in. Yeah, kind of like yeah. the actual future where like, yes, we have cures to polio and like, you know, we found water on Mars and gay marriage is legal and all, all this wonderful stuff. But then, you know, there's also some terrible stuff that still happens in, in 2016. Sure. There's still <laughs> punk dickheads running around yeah. and, you know, yeah. yeah. Donald Trump is in you got cybernetics yeah. to deal with. Cybernetics. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, cybernetic I, legislation. I, I have a question. So, um, all this week you've been sort of, um, you know, you've, uh, you, you were missed the, the, the choice to have, uh, you know, the same actors play themselves. Like, you know, Mar- you know, Michael J. Fox playing Marlena, Marlene and, and, and what have you. Do, do, mm-hmm. Does this extend to Thomas L. Folsom playing Griff and Biff? It does, because I think and, – and Mad Dog Tannen, because I and think Mad that as mm-hmm. as good as it is and as, like, fun as it is, I it does take me out of the movie. Like, it just mm-hmm. – it does take me out of it, because every mm-hmm. time he shows up, I'm like, oh, it's Biff. Like, I don't care that they're telling me it's Griff or Mad Dog Tannen. It's Biff. It's Biff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it just it – it's Biff. And I – Whenever they tell me that that's Marlene or Marty Jr., well, it's, it's Marty. It's just Marty. And it's I know, Michael I know it's Marty. Michael, yeah, it's Michael J. Fox. J. Fox. And so it just takes me out of it. It just doesn't – I don't buy it. I just – I've never been able to yeah. – I mean, I understand that. I understand that that feeling to it. But I've, I've always felt that part of the allure and the charm of Back to the Future is that it almost has one foot outside of the reality that they're making and sort of saying like movie making itself – is the magic of the story. You know, everything from the, the the film wouldn't exist unless they shot it on the same back lot as Family Ties, so that Michael J. Fox could go back and forth and the the ways that they, they use the found objects and everything. It almost feels like movies are magic and the movie making itself is part of why we like the movie. And I when I can see the seams like that, I kind of love it. Like I love seeing the old version of uh, of of his parents and the young version of his parents played by the same actors in the first that, one. That doesn't yeah. bother me. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, the, but the, totally the lineage of their character. ancestry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get, I get that. Yeah. But how else, how else can they tap into that feeling of you remember how great it was when we saw Lorraine or, you know, or, uh, or George going, what Lorraine, what? Like that's an iconic back to the futurism. How can we do that in a future story? Yeah, Other which, than, which kind of speaks to the know. sequel in general, which it, it's kind of more, it's sort of more interested in calling back the first one than really the creating new one. Really, yeah, yeah. That's I think you cracked the nut open on that actually. Yeah. Now, now I'm slightly more cynical about it, but <laughs> it's still fun to watch. Oh, totally. I, I get it. I get a kick out of seeing him scream in three different ways over the course of this movie. <laughs> and it wouldn't it wouldn't have bothered me either. It wouldn't have bothered me as much if uh is if yeah, if Crispin Glover was playing Norman McFly instead of Marty McFly Jr. and it, it was yeah. Crispin Glover playing Marty's son as a different character. That won't bo- that that then doesn't bother me because it's it's a generation right. removed. You know, you know, you know been right. really right. cool actor interacting with himself with himself. The, yeah. You know be really yeah. fun is if uh Crispin Glover Look, did play my, my point is none of these people are Tatiana Maslany. That's all I'm saying. Right. <laughs> yeah. well, there's only one Tatiana Maslany. There's only and one yeah. Tatiana. And yet there are yeah. endless Tatiana Maslanys. <laughs> uh, I every once in a while I think about if 
Tatiana had been around when they were making Dollhouse. Whoa, so do we. I know. Oh my yeah, god, that would that be my time. my favorite thing in the in the world. Probably. I want. I I was. I wanted uh, the guy, the actor who played Victor on Dollhouse to. I be want him in everything. Clone in uh, Orphan Black because he. <sighs> oh God, he's great. Tatiana um, Mazzani was like. What's his name Onver something. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. Like yeah, 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 she was uh, she was like a heartbeat away from uh, playing uh, Felicity Jones's character in Star Wars Rogue One. Yep. But um, she, but she didn't fit with the uh, every woman in a Star Wars movie aesthetic. So uh, we'll have to. So what are you gonna do? Uh, though this this split screen shenanigans to to call back to the um, the technology they use for. It. Have you guys ever seen the video of Bob Hoskins? Uh, on the set of Roger Rabbit yeah. during the camera yeah. tests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh my! It's astonishing. It's yeah. absolutely incredible. It, it gives it, for anybody who hasn't seen it. It's um, him on these on these blue screens with like a few markers of where to run or where to see things, and he is full on committed in every way you can imagine. I mean, uh, well, that, I mean that's I mean it's been written about at length, and that's you know the secret charm to why that whole movie works is just Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins, uh-huh. yeah, he's absolutely incredible. And you know, and you know what it really was is like it was a guy who was just like, are are real? You want me to be the lead in an American movie? Are you are you sure? <laughs> Do you know who I am? Like, are you sure? Like. And the guy is such a good actor, and he and uh-huh. he's been an a great actor for a long time at that point in England. And uh-huh. he was just like, I have no business being in a lead in an American movie, and they want me to be the yeah. lead in their American movie from the guy who just made Back to the Future. I will do yeah. anything you want, and I will give it a hundred and twenty percent. I will work harder than any actor yeah. has ever worked. Kind of really, yeah. you kind of got to give it up to Zemeckis. I mean, like casting. Michael J. Fox is a lead. He casting Bob Hoskins is mm-hmm. a lead. Like, you know, there's you know, there there's a slight chance that someone like Michael J. Fox can play Marty McFly in 2016. There's no effing way that a studio would let Bob someone like Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. If that was me, if that was me expensive. now. If that was me, if Who Framed Roger Rabbit was made now, it would be like Chris Pratt or something, or like Jai Courtney. Yeah, yeah. No, it wouldn't be Jai Courtney. Like you always wanted. <laughs> He was Jai Courtney. Even the studios know he's not a lead. <laughs> One of the thoughts that I had while watching this scene was just like, I, I was wondering what kind of person Marty Jr. is because from what we can see in the movie, like he's just An like idiot. just this like doofus with no personality. Kind yeah, of. he's a goober. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's a dweeb, and and like, so like, I just always Greece. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I I always thought like it should it would have been more interesting if the reason Griff or or Biff was telling uh, Marty Junior all of this stuff about his dad being a loser and all this and taking so much like malicious pleasure in doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be cool – it would have been cool if Marty Jr. was like Dave in that he idolized his father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's so, it's so mm-hmm. funny you say that because when you when you brought up uh, Crispin Glover playing Norman McFly, I was like, well, the only downside to Crispin Glover playing the son is then we get another movie where cool Michael J. Fox helps dorky Crispin Glover. But what if – you know, this whole time Marty's been like, "How oh, how cool am I? Am I a rock star? What if he become Marty becomes George 
And yeah. Norman is like the coolest kid in Hill Valley now, but it's Crispin Glover. Right. 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 And it's like, and he's like, yeah. And he's kind super of super like, slick. And, yeah. One yeah, step yeah. ahead. Like he can, I, do, I would, he, he can do the McFly maneuver like even better than Marty did. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, he, he runs outside to stop the hoverboard chase or whatever. And it's, and it's uh, Marty Jr. Actually like tearing it up way better than he ever could or something. Yeah. <laughs> never I could watch that. So it's, just, would, it's, yeah. a, it's a weird, it's a weird, like, it's a weird of, choice for him to be a dweeb like that. Well, like, it, well, and it's also just weird that like, like this is the moment that Biff has chosen in all of the <laughs> moments in which he's come across <laughs> Marty Jr. This is the moment where he's going to tell him how much of a loser his father is. I've been I mean, this way, for 17 chance, years. <laughs> I, yeah, there's also the chance, I guess, that he tells him this every time he sees him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like every Thursday he shows up to cafe eighties and sits there drinking his milk and eating his sushi, just waiting, waiting on the off chance that Marty jr. Will come in and he can just, <laughs> just like tell him how much his dad sucks. What a weird, every, or Marlene, like a that weird Marty or Marlene or Marlene. Yeah. It's yeah. such a weird, like Hatfield and McCoy, but not even situation that like the tannins and the McFlies have. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Well, tannins have always bugged the McFlies, and we never do anything <laughs> about it. Sometimes we even employ them. Can <laughs> you imagine there's a Back to the Future four where there's like a, a Montagues and Capulet sort of romance between a oh, <laughs> McFly that would be great. and like, a like Tiff and Norman fall in love? Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Because they they met on this this whatever robbery that they were going to do tonight, this drug bust, and like. <laughs> Griff's mom came to stop it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how those. So, so uh, Zach, something we like to cu- ask all of our guests: Do you have uh-huh. any uh, early memories? Do you have any memories of like the first time you saw Back to the Future, Back to the Future Part Two, or any like specific memories? That, that- um, I do. I remember the first time that I was showed this. Um, I I had a two older siblings who are way older than me because they're from my my father's first marriage and I'm from a second one. So there's a big gap, like a 15, 20 year gap between the ages. So all of my like media was curated through them. So when I was really young, I wasn't watching a lot of like, I don't know, stuff for babies. It was them sort of looking at each other and be like, can we watch like the birdcage or Jurassic Park? Yeah, Zach will be fine. Uh, So (laughs) when I saw Back to the Future for the first time, I must have been five, maybe five or six. And I remember getting to the end of it and never have experienced that sort of tag sequence where there's there's another movie about to happen right now to be continued with that big arrow across the screen. And it, it blew my mind. And then I remember my brother just sort of slyly holding up the second VHS tape because he already had the story in his hands. And nice. that that to me was one of like the craziest things that had ever happened while I was watching a movie. Um I oh, loved yeah. that. I loved it. Yeah. But but from that's that's I think the first memory I have of uh Back to the Future Part 2 it, it would have to be canonically the first one, but I loved it. Yeah. Right. Two families cool. both alike yeah. and dignity well, well, in Zach- Fair Hill Valley where we lay our <laughs> where we lay our <laughs> <laughs> well, Zach, thank you for uh, joining us this week. Oh, yeah. It's been a ton of fun, guys. Thanks for having me. And yeah, we'll, have for, to, we'll have to have you back on for part three. I'd love to. How yeah, much I'd love time to. do you have left on your laptop? I have uh, 16 minutes left yeah. on my laptop. Ooh, yeah. We stretched it out a little bit. All right. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. <laughs> well, uh, we will be back uh, next week with uh, with whoever it is that we're going to have next week. Um 
Uh, and uh, But in the meantime, you can uh, go to our website, backtothefutureminute.com. You can leave comments there. Um, join uh, join Leaper, who is uh, uh, leaving comments every day, and uh, we love them. But you know, champ. Let everybody else go leave some comments, too. At least comment on what she's saying. Come on. <laughs> what's going on so back to the future minute.com if you want to go there uh that'll take you directly to the back to the future page back to the future minute page of duelinggenre.com you can also email us contact back to the future minute.com uh we'll 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 answer your emails or or what have you or save them for Maybe uh, a weekend edition of the show if our Patreon gets up to that level. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter. We've been we've been getting lots of messages through Twitter. Everybody seems really excited that we're back, which is very heartwarming and great. Um, also, Tumblr, bttfminute.tumblr.com uh, is our Tumblr account. And, uh, yeah, we, we reblog lots of, like, Back to the Future-related things and – Especially, uh, we have a lot of fans that do a lot of really cool things, and and we always like to uh, reblog their stuff if we see it. Um, mm. So uh, go go do that. And if you're on Tumblr and you there's a Back to the Future thing that you're like, hey, I bet the Back to the Future Minute guys would like this. Just go ahead and reblog it with a with a ba- our our tag in it, and then we'll find it and we'll reblog it. So there you go. Um, also, uh, go check out Facebook, like us there. You can also leave us a review on iTunes if you like what we're doing here. Uh, mm-hmm. That really helps the show out, helps people find us. On uh, DuelingGenre.com, uh, which is uh, Nick and I's production company, Dueling Genre Productions. If you go to Dueling mm-hmm. Genre, DuelingGenre.com, you can find all of our podcasts, including The Doctor's Companion, our weekly Doctor Who podcast, uh, as well as Geek by Night, our original audio drama that Zach stars in occasionally guest stars yeah co-stars, um, <laughs> co-stars yeah yeah uh <laughs> and, and recur- recurring oh, uh, you have a recurring <laughs> character i do uh, i am like, the deputy sax of the universe yeah <laughs> <laughs> we promised not to kill you in the movie uh, thank you yeah yeah Re- recurring uh recurring character on geek by night so check check that out while you're there uh the first uh the first uh like half of the season is up so the first eight episodes are all up and ready for you to listen to and catch up in time for the second half of the first season to start in june uh so go check that out and uh, while you're doing that you can go ahead and click the support button or the uh or you can go directly to duelinggenre.com slash support and go check out our patreon where uh once we reach the 500 level uh we will be uh doing a weekend edition of back to the future minute exclusive for uh, Patreon subscribers. So if you're interested in hearing more from Nick and myself, uh, answering your emails and things like that every single weekend, uh, we will do that and figure out exactly what that show would be uh, with you guys. So <laughs> uh, go uh, go support us on Patreon and we'll do that. If we ever get up to the $1,000 level, uh, we will be doing a live episode of Back to the Future Minute focused on Back to the Future The Ride. Um, so all of that, plus like merch and all kinds of stuff at uh, duelinggenre.com slash support our Patreon page. Uh, and of course, as always, got to kiss the ring of Star Wars Minute, our patriarchs. Uh, they are they should be very nearly uh, the end of uh, nearing the end of the Battle of Naboo if they haven't already ended it. Um, hopefully. Whew. Uh, 
Really hope <laughs> they so. say hope, hope. over eight thousand Gungans fell dead in the first. You will five say though, as soon as the Battle of Naboo is over, that movie's over. Like it wraps up. There's like two more scenes, I think, after after yeah. the end of the Battle you get, of Naboo. There's it's, like celebrating. You get That's about it. Stupid there's a funeral, like, a celebration, and then it's over. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, anyway, so that's uh, Star Wars Minute. Go check them out, StarWarsMinute.com. Uh, they've already done uh, A New Hope, Empire, Jedi, and now they're almost done with Phantom Menace. So uh, they've got two more years, and then they'll st- be able to start covering Force Awakens. So Should be great. Is that confirmed? Yeah, Are they doing great. that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. They're going forever. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh so anyway, we will uh see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.